In the world of leadership, the difference between success and failure often boils down to one key element, communication. Today, we're diving into the art of effective communication and how it can transform your life and your business. Running a home service business is hard. So how is it that some people make it look so easy? Well, we'll tell you. This is the Freedom Blueprint Podcast. It's always good to hear the wins that successful contractors have. But have you ever thought that the best advice would be to hear about the speed bumps they encountered? The mistakes they've made along the way. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We want you to be successful and avoid the mistakes others have made. Let's get this party started. Welcome to the Freedom Blueprint Podcast. Now your host, Justin Dees. Hey, and welcome to Freedom Blueprint Podcast. Uh, excited to have you here today. And today we're going to be digging a little bit into the all-important topic of communication. And we're going to talk a lot about clear communication uh, and the importance of communication, not only in the leadership, but really how it affects your team. We're going to talk about the types of communication and really the different impacts that they can have. So before we get started, I wanted to kick it off with a quote. So this is from George Shaw. And the quote is, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. So that that's a that's a pretty impressive So that's pretty impactful because think about how many times you have thought you've communicated with someone and their version is that you didn't communicate with them. Like that that happens a lot. And I I'll tell you a couple months ago I was having a conversation with my kids. And if for anybody out there that has kids, you know that they speak a different language. It's, it's a fact. They, they speak a different language. So sometimes when my kids are talking to me, I'm, I'm trying to participate in the conversation, even though sometimes I don't know what they're talking about. And I don't want to ask them a follow-up question. I just want them to keep engaging with me and whatever. Anyway, so they're telling me a story about something and they kept using the word smacking. It's smacking, smacking. Well, for me, I instantly thought they're referring to food. Right. I mean, smack in food. It, I don't know. It seemed like it was uh, it seemed like it aligned together. And they're like, no, dad, it doesn't have anything to do with food. That ha- that bussin has to do with food. I'm like, well, now I'm even more confused. And I don't even know. I still to this day don't really know what all it means. Here's another one that just came up. One of them said to me that they were or someone was drippy. And I thought, man, they must have a cold. They probably need some a tissue or something. And no, drippy means I don't know, looking good or having style or something like that. But, but the point is, the reason I wanted to bring that up is even though to them, they're communicating with me, I don't understand them. And I made kind of a, a mistake by not asking. So we're going to talk about a little bit of how to engage in some of that in, in today's episode. But first thing is there's three different types of communication. There is written, there is verbal and there is visual, right? So written is going to be your emails, your reports, uh, any kind of platform, whether it be Slack or I don't know, there's some others out there, uh, text, emojis, social media, like all of those things are forms of written communication. 
and for the most part, for the most part, I'm guessing that everybody, everybody uses these forms. Well, I know everybody uses these forms. So, so what are some, so some things to keep in mind when it comes to written for, uh, so a few things to keep in mind when you're using written communication is one, there's no, there's nonverbal cues, which can be a little bit tough. There's lack of tone. There can be interpretation, which, whew, you know, somebody goes, well, I read your email and you were being da, 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 da. And you're like, well, I didn't, that's not at all. So So a couple of things to, to keep in mind when you are using written communication, whether it be the different examples, or if you've thought of one that I didn't mention is right. So it's, you have the, you have the hurdle of nonverbal cues. So you can't read the person's body language. There is lack of tone typically. I mean, there's certainly ways that you can insert tone into written communication, but for the most part, uh, really, if there's any tone that's put in it, it's normally from the interpretation of the person reading it. And hopefully they're in a really good mood and their their energy is matching your energy when you send it. Otherwise, they they may perceive that to be uh, a different tone than what you intended it. And then another thing is permanence. Written is permanent. How many times you, know, you talk about social media and all the things out there and uh, it's permanent. When you write it, it's it becomes permanent. So a couple things to do when you're using written communication is make sure that you're being clear and you're being concise. I know sometimes that that's subjective because you think, I mean, I, I was being clear. I was crystal clear. They must not have gotten it. But make sure you know your audience. The other thing is make sure that you proofread whatever it is that you're sending out. And I will tell you, I am not a great proofreader, but I, uh, I have different tools in my toolbox that I use to try to always proofread everything before I send it out. That is definitely not to say that I don't send things out in written format that aren't grammatically correct. Text message is a really good example. A lot of times if I'm texting and I don't even have my glasses on, I think it says what I want it to say, but maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Um, but normally when I do that, it's either my business partners or uh, friends. So they, they know like, Hey, you're being weird. But uh, the other thing is uh, things to do with written communication is really organize your content. Like make sure that it's organized the way that you, would like it to be organized in the way you would like to present it. So a couple things to avoid is let's not make it complicated. Don't make it really, really long. I know for me, if you send me an email, that's about, mm, I would say more than two paragraphs. There's a good chance that it's going to get skimmed. Sorry if you've ever sent me a really long email. Some of them I read, but I do try to, uh, I, I try to scan it to get the, uh, the high points. Uh, some other things to avoid is lack of structure. Don't write an email when you're angry or it's not even an email. Don't, don't write anything down when you're angry. And I know there's the, the old thing where they used to say, write a letter and put it up and don't touch it. If you're angry uh, for the younger listeners, they probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but um, that's a, that's a good way to do it. The other thing is not to include too much jargon. That's not just written communication. That's any form of communication that you're doing. Be very careful about using slang or jargon. Just like the example I gave you with my kids, they're giving me to them what seems like perfectly normal communication of using whatever words they use. And for me, I didn't understand it. I was trying to fill in the blanks. I was trying to assume I knew what they were talking about. 
And at the end of the day, it was way off. And you think about that. If, if that would have been something very important and had I not stopped for a second to just ask clarifying questions, I could have messed something up or done something wrong or whatever the case may be. So, uh, technical, technical jargon is, um, is something that a lot of technicians tend to do just because they speak that language and they understand it. Uh, listen, I'm here to tell you, most customers don't know what IAQ stands for. They just don't. That's how it, uh, that's how it goes. So, um, some advantages to using written word is that it's a permanent record. So there's an advantage and a disadvantage to it, but it, it is a permanent record. You can reach a whole lot of people really, really quickly using written word, which is, which is fantastic. It doesn't take long to create it. So if you need to get information out to a whole lot of people very quickly, it does not take very long to create whatever you need to get it out. Another thing is you get the opportunity to edit and review it. And some of the other ones, you don't get a chance to edit and review. Uh, consistency is a really important part of this format too, because now it's consistent. If you're sending one thing to 10 people, the information is the exact same to all 10 people. Again, you can say the same about some of the other forms of communication, but for, for written word, that is a good one. Uh, let's jump over to verbal. Verbal can be talking, yelling, <laughs> talking, yelling, phone calls, meetings, everybody's favorite video chat, or I mean, even a podcast would be a, a good thing. One of the deals with verbal you have to watch is kind of, or to be aware of, not even watch, but you gotta, you gotta be aware of your tone, your pitch, uh, body language when you're, when it's verbal listening only is not as important, but if it's verbal and the person can see you, then obviously body language is something you want to, you want to be very careful to, to make sure you're paying attention to. Uh, another thing is to be active listening, right? Actively listening. And if you don't know or understand what someone's talking about, stop them and ask them qualifying question, clarify what it is that they are asking of you or to you or for you. Just say, Hey, listen, sorry, I don't understand what you mean. Uh, can you, can you be a little more specific? So I don't, you know, so I don't do the wrong thing or whatever the case may be. So a couple things to avoid. Here's a good one. Stop talking at people, things to avoid. Stop talking at people. Don't interrupt people. That's, that's never good. Uh, if you have body language, then just be careful with the arms crossing and the slouching and the, all the things that, uh, I, I think everybody listening here knows. And again, negative tone, just be careful with your words. Words matter. You know, if, uh, if you don't think words matter, take a sentence and replace some of the adjectives with other adjectives. And all of a sudden the entire sentence changes. So So one of the other, so some advantages to the verbal is that typically you can get instant feedback. So we'll talk about this from a, from a technician. Like if you've got a technician and you're trying to get feedback on a job, it's, it's instant, man. They're like, Hey, yes, I can do that. Um, verbal also has a lot of times is less interpretation. So you're not, they're not having to interpret what your meaning or what your body language or what your tone is. They can see it. Uh, the other advantage is as you're giving the visual, if it's face to face, you can read the person. So now, you know, if what you're saying is landing or if what you're saying is not landing. Now, that is not something that everybody, unfortunately, has the skill set to do. 
again, I go back to the other ones, which was don't talk at people. If you can't read people, you're probably not, you're probably talking at people. So, uh, the other advantage is it's quick and it's efficient, uh, and it's flexible and adaptable. So there's, there's some advantage to that visual. So some visual would be images, videos, charts, visual aids, uh, any, anything of that, of that sort, some things to be aware of, obviously don't overcomplicate it. Watch, watch your design, make sure your design and what you're doing matches what it is you're trying to give them. Uh, the next thing is accessibility. I've seen people create visual tools and templates, and then they send it out to a wide array of people. And to them, they're like, great, it's all there. Well, truth is, depending on what you're using to view that platform may look different. If you, if you use certain products, well, even size, right? So if you send something out and you're like, they're going to be on their computer when they look at it, but they look at it on their phone, it may look totally different. If they, you use a platform that everyone doesn't use, it may not open. So just, just think about that as you're creating just the accessibility part. Obviously visual is, is really important, but you've got to be able to access it in order to, in order to really be able to land whatever communication you're trying to have via visual. Visual also is a, it's a quick information, right? So you can, uh, turn on a camera and boom, you can share the information. Retention is good with it because it's typically you can record it. It's easy to record. So it's easy to reduplicate out to people. So that's a, that's a fantastic thing. And engagement is normally better when it comes to visual, especially in our industry, because most people are visual learners. Okay. Maybe not most people, but you, you get what I'm saying. So, so let's shift gears a little bit here to, um, Clear communication and clear is actually an acronym. And I wanted to go through this with you as a tool. So clear stands for communicate, listen, engage, adapt, and respect. So the first thing is going to be consistently and clearly communicate your expectations, right? So make sure you're being just very clear with your expectations, your vision, where the team's going. Basically, you want to make sure that they're on the bus at all times. Next is going to be to listen, which you should always be listening to your team. They're going to know better about what's going on in the front lines. If I'm assuming that you're not in the field. So if you're in the field, this, this is going to shift for you a little bit, but if you're, if you're not at a point in your business where you have to be in the field, actively listen to your team about what's going on. That doesn't mean that you shift the whole world because they all tell you that nobody's buying anymore and you know, all the, all the things, but uh, just make sure and actively listen with them and give them the space and, and actually that brings us to the next, to the E in clear, which is engage. So make sure you're engaging with your team members. So here's the thing to remember, recognize that, that your team members are different and because they're a little bit different then part of what you have to do is you have to adapt, which is the next letter a, and, and what I mean by adapt is you have to adapt your style of communication to each person, right? One size doesn't fit all when it comes to communication anymore. And that's why I wanted to do this is because I think that you should be communicating with your team using all three of the different communication tools. So for instance, some, some people like very direct, um, matter of fact information. Other people don't like a matter of fact, direct information because they're, it's just a different personality. And we'll get into that in one second. The R in the clear communication is respect. And obviously, 
you should always respect everybody on your team. Uh, you should always approach them and communicate them with respect. It doesn't mean that you have to be their that that they're your favorite person ever, but you you have to be respectful to people. If you're not if you're so far gone with a team member that you have zero respect for them, here's the question: Why are they even on your team anymore? So there you go. There's there's the clear, and we'll dig into the into this a little bit more. But again, it's communicate, listen, engage, adapt, and respect. Now to get into the different adaptability and respect and the people, I you, there's a lot of tools out there such as the disc te- disc test is what we use. I know there's a probably fifty different ones out there, but use some sort of tool that can kind of help you identify what what their communication fashion is. And that's just such a good tool to utilize with your team so that you understand what is it that drives them and how do they like to be communicated with? Because by nature, what most of us do is we communicate with everyone the way we want to be communicated with. So, so for instance, for me, I don't want a whole lot of details. I don't need every minute piece of information to make a decision or to act on it. I need the highlighted points and then boom, I'm going to move on. But if I'm communicating with somebody who needs more information and I'm communicating with them the way that I like it, first of all, they may be lost. They may not appreciate my form of communication and they may just shut me down because they're like, I don't understand that dude gave me 5% of the information and I need 95% of the information. So so keep that in mind when you're when you're thinking about how to communicate with your team. So so some of the things with leadership too is going to be as you're going through all these things with with the communication tools clearly clearly laying out expectations is a really really important tool that I personally feel like most leaders don't do a good job. Yep, I said it. I don't think most leaders do a good job of laying out clear expectations. I think that typically what happens in a leadership role is the, the people that are not doing a good job typically get most of our attention. And then what happens is we, we clearly give our expectations to that team member when they're way behind or we're so far gone, we're just trying to make a paper trail so that we can uh, upgrade our team. So so be clear with your expectations with your team. Be clear with your goals. Be clear with your instructions of what you want done. Make sure you have an open door policy. As a leader, I hope that you're doing one-to-ones. And we'll we'll do another. I'll do another podcast uh, coming up to talk about how we do one-to-ones. And hopefully that'll be helpful to people. But make sure you're sitting down and giving the team member the time and attention they deserve to give you what it is that they've got going on. We all have personal lives. Team members have things going on. They have life is happening outside of the doors of your building. And unfortunately they can't turn it off because they put on the the uniform. That's, that's not really how it works. So um, make sure you're clearly communicating with them and listening and being respectful so that if they do have something going on and they're not able to give their 100% attention to you, the business, your customers, then that's that's okay, but you've got to give them space to do it. You can't keep driving it. It's not going to get anywhere other than everybody being everybody being frustrated. So, um I 
Another biggie to, to do from a leadership standpoint on communication is make sure to acknowledge the team's efforts, right? So if you set out a goal and you're like, Hey, we want to get 500 memberships this month and you only get a hundred memberships. Don't sweep that under the rug. Make sure to acknowledge it with the team. It doesn't mean you throw a parade because, <laughs> because all of a sudden you're like, well, I guess I need to throw them a parade because they kind of came and just did their job. But acknowledge what they did. Hey, guys, you, you got 100. Our goal was 500. What is it that you need from us, from me, in order to hit that goal next time? So some things, too, with the clear communication, because remember, leadership is the start of all of this. So so your team is going gonna, is gonna to give out communication the way you give out communication, right? So if you are the type of leader that does the walk by, give information, and then all you do is yell at them when they don't follow some rule, then there's a good chance that's going to roll to your customers. So the more you practice these things, the more you teach them to your technicians, now what's going to happen is your team is going to do a better job of, of interacting with your customers and handling service calls in a better way and interacting with your office and making sure that safety is on the top of their mind. So think about this from communication. For anybody who thinks communication is not important, you think about this. You got a team out and let's say they're putting in a new AC unit and they go to change the electrical and they think, and I'm air quoting it, they think Jimmy went around the corner and turned it off, but they're not sure. And they grab a hold of that 220. I mean, we, we've all heard stories and there's a lot of us that even know technicians who have gone through that. And it's not just the technician, it's now the families. And I mean, this, it's a whole horrible thing. I don't want to get in, into all that, but, but safety is important. Communication with your team is safe. I mean, it's, it, you gotta be safe. And that starts with good communication when you're communicating to that also gives you some clear guidelines on the training and the skills developments and just all the things that you need for information to flow back and forth in your, in your business. I'll tell you, I personally believe that wars can be solved with good communication. And, and that's, the, that's the honest truth. I think that with good communication, typically people can always find a win-win. But honestly, all of that starts with communication, not just communication, good, clear communication, whether it's written or whether it's verbal or whether it's visual, it really doesn't, it really doesn't matter as long as, it's, as long as it is good, clear communication. And listen, communication is a two-way street. Do not forget that. And don't forget how important it is to your business. Good, clear communication is also really important to your business in really so many ways from the day-to-day, -day, as we just talked about, the safety of your business, the recruiting of your business, the retention of your business, uh, really all in all the success of your business. So all of these things start with good, clear communication from leadership and coming down. So 
take a moment today to reflect on how you communicate with your team and your clients and, and really all of the people that you communicate with on a regular basis. The art of effective communication, honest to goodness, it can transform your life and your business. So jump online, share your experience and insight with us, and let's grow together in mastering the art of communication. And if you found and if you found value in today's episode, make sure to subscribe to Freedom Blueprint Podcast. Leave a review and share Leave a review and share with fellow leaders who could benefit from mastering clear communication. Until then, keep being clear with your communication and watch your business and leadership transform. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to subscribe to the Freedom Blueprint podcast. Leave a review and share with a fellow leader who could benefit from mastering clear communication. Until then, keep being clear with your communication and watch your business and leadership transform. This is Justin Deese signing off from the Freedom Blueprint podcast. Stay positive, keep communicating, and as always, keep crushing it. You've been listening to the Freedom Blueprint podcast. Information is useless if not applied. So take what you've learned and go and implement it. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on social media at Freedom Blueprint for Home Services and hit the website at www.freedomblueprintpodcast.com. See you next time.